So Mike, recently there's been a lot of coverage on NFTs. Non-fungible tokens for digital art. It doesn't even have to be digital art. It's just non-fungible tokens in general, right? I don't know. Is a tweet digital art? But if it's, I guess, I mean, any digital media, right? Because I don't want, if I'm buying a sculpture, I'm not buying a token for it as well. I mean, why not? Why not? It doesn't make any more or less sense. <laughs> so this thing has hit the mainstream, like, in the last few weeks, I feel. I feel like you would, this is something you'd been aware of since the 90s. Obviously, an exaggeration. I mean, they've been around a while, right? They had crypto kitties. Do you remember those? No, that was a few years back. But yeah, they they really hit them. Like the BBC News had a story on them, for example. You know, like I, I think it was was it Beeple, Beeple's first yep. five thousand days. Is it five thousand? Sixty nine million. US dollars, was it? Nice. Yeah, seriously, what the F? <laughs> what the f? What the f? Yeah, so, what do you think about all this? Bullshit. Bullshit. Artificial scarcity. Sorry, I'm, I'm very sweary suddenly. I just think it's funny because, you know, actually. NFTs, non-fungible tokens, nifties, is that what people like to call them? I don't think that they're stupid, necessarily. Like, I do think there are plenty of times when they do make sense. Like, let's say you, you have a game and you want to enforce ownership of an item but allow it to be traded externally to the game, you know. Perfect. Right, that's exactly... That it really facilitates stuff like that. You know, you can have absolute ownership and you can enforce there's only one and you can do royalties or whatever. Like, great. But saying you're the official owner of a tweet or you're the official owner of like a PNG file, like, what? Absolute bullshit. I, okay, you know, because think about it, right? Do you, do you remember... Do you remember when MP3 files were invented? Uh, I say yeah. invented. Do you remember when they went mainstream? Uh, yes, that's better. Right. Yes, like, I can say yes to that. It, it used to be that if you wanted some music, you'd had to have it on some physical media. You know, you had to go out and buy a CD, right? Uh, yeah. And so that piece of music was a physical artifact. And then suddenly mp3 files came around and you had the music and it sounded good and it was a very small file and you could shuffle it around the internet like suddenly music wasn't scarce anymore you know if you wanted the song you could easily make a copy of the song and you know hackers technical people cypherpunks whatever you want to call them they were all like down with the man down with artificial scarcity you know data should be free and now you've got those same people saying, I'm the official owner of this picture. I'm the official owner of this MP3 file. Give me a million bucks. You know, what the beep? You know, like, seriously. What went wrong with the world? 
Don't, don't you think it's sad? It's like we've gone from rebelling against the man to being the man, like more than being the man. Like we're, we're shackling things that could, we, we, we've, we've got stuff that can be copied infinitely for free and we're trying to make it scarce. Not to mention not, the entire though. concept is stupid. The concept is stupid, but I'm sure if someone's willing to pay for it, let them pay for it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a fool and his money are soon parted. But, you know, like, what's a non-fungible token? Like, I can make a non-fungible token. I can literally write on a piece of paper, the official owner of the first tweet is so-and-so, right? And that, that piece of paper is a unique artifact that can't be perfectly copied, you know? Give me a million bucks. You, you could, you, we could do that. We should do that. Yeah. Seriously. No, you know what? J- just give me a million bucks. I-, I won't give you anything for it, but I-, I would really like a million bucks. Well, come on. You're not even trying. At least, at least. <laughs> you know what? You can be the official owner of this episode of the podcast. How about that? 10 million. <laughs> You're right. A-, a hundred. In any currency? You're not picky? USD, please. No, no, Ether. It's, it's going to be an Ether, isn't it? Or Bitcoin Cash. Or Dogecoin. Or Dogecoin. I think I'm, I'd rather have a million Ether than a million Dogecoin. No, <laughs> no offense, Dogecoin, but... Shall we move on to another topic that you're equally happy about? <laughs> Go on. So... Thanks to the China box office, Avatar's retaken the top spot in the global box office record books. So previously it was Avengers Endgame, but with the recent weekend's release of Avatar in the China cinema, it's now number one again. So it was Avatar, and then Avengers Endgame overtook it, and now it's Avatar again. Uh, Yep. Since they basically re-released Avatar in China. It's probably like the only country that has open cinemas at the moment. So I guess that's why. I mean, I assume that's the reason. Not just because China uniquely loves Avatar. Although maybe they do. They must. I mean, you wouldn't really re-release a movie if there wasn't appetite for it. I don't know. I mean, there's a pandemic on. You might want people to stay at home. I think this just underlines how much of a monster Avatar is. It just makes me smile thinking that there is going to be a trilogy of Avatar movies. <laughs> so I'm just like, I threw up a little bit. I'm like, what? And it just baffles your mind. It just wasn't that good. <laughs> why is everyone, lo- why, why does everyone love this film so much? At the time it made sense because it was like a 3D spectacle. Yeah, it's just from before we all realised that 3D films are bad. Like, let's all wear annoying glasses and have headaches. Like, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad 3D film. And there are good 3D films. I just don't... I, I honestly don't think 3D films are that good. Like, I, I feel that... I feel like 3D films exist as an anti-piracy measure more than because they enhance the film-going experience. Because, you know, you can't cam rip a 3D movie because obviously, you know, you're not going to put 3D glasses on your video camera, right? Well, I guess you could if you wanted to record it that badly. 
also there's the added reason of going to see it because it's in 3D. Well, not anymore. Like there was the novelty for the first few, and then now it's just annoying. It's not annoying though. I mean, I get what you mean. It's true though, because the thing is, if a film's available in 3D, I feel like I should watch the 3D one because it's probably the better version. But it's not really. It's really not. I actually often feel like I wish I'd gone to see the 2D one. So harsh. Do, do, do so you harsh. like Avatar? Do you rate Avatar? Would you go and watch it again? I wouldn't watch it again, but I'd watch Avatar 2 and 3. 4, 5, 6. 7, 8, 9. I mean, I'll, I'll go and watch it ironically. That's all you'll uh, tell I yourself. Mean, it, it can't be worse than the new Star Wars films, can it? So I'd probably go and watch it. There's a Matrix 4 coming as well. What's that going to do? I have no idea. I'm quite interested in watching The Matrix 4. It's probably going to be terrible. Should we move on? Okay. Let's talk about more shit. So let's recall the time when we talked about creating a subscription toilet. (laughs) The subscription toilet. This is such a good idea. This is what I should be. I should be pitching my subscription toilet startup. This is what I should be doing with my free time. It just needs to be a seat. Again, let's go back. So I came across an article about the rise of stool gazing, which is just analyzing your poop. And now there is AI powered poop analysis, which is exactly what we need for the subscription toilet. But didn't they also say that the poop analysis tool couldn't tell the difference between the poop and the reviewer's face? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming the reviewer looks like a normal human being and not like a pile of poop. I didn't actually look at what they looked like. <laughs> I feel that's beside the point. I mean, you well, it's easy. It's easy because as with a lot of AI powered things, you just put a human behind it. Whilst you get the AI technology up and running. Can you imagine if you were hired, like, you know, the mechanical Turk, you were just, you were hired at this AI startup and all you did was look at people's poop and rate it. This is a type seven. Imagine you're like a data scientist and you get there and it's like, yeah, we need you to work on the model. But while, (laughs) while it's, you know, like learning, please just go and rate these people's poop. You're right, I should definitely do that just to put some data scientists in their place. Oh, you're a data scientist. Good. Judge this person's poop. Look at <laughs> look at this picture of poop and tell me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But maybe there's there's a case for building the bowl as well then. You can have cameras in every direction. <laughs> so, so we can make 3D poop movies. You'd have a stereoscopic view of them. And then we could advance, like, advanced premium versions where we can watch the fall, the descent of poop, and and how helpful that would be, if I'm honest. That's just... You you can probably more accurately judge the viscosity. Or, you know, we we just don't have water in the bowl, and then we... Then, problem solved. It's just going to smell. That's a terrible... (laughs) We deploy the water once we've taken the, the photos, or the film. You may as well have a premium service where you just send them a paper bag and then they ship it to you for like a detailed analysis. <laughs> like how ridiculous are we getting here? 
we could apply this to animals and pets. I feel pets are well looked after these days. <laughs> just, can you imagine? You you know you know it's like um it's like same day delivery, right? It's like the world is getting more convenient. What you do is you've got like an army of people who are secretly employed by your app and when they detect that you know a user's dog has pooped in the park they swoop in and pick up the poop for you and then give you an analysis there are so many things we could do like we can tell you when it's optimal time to poop is that a thing are you at work right now yes it's the optimal time to poop (laughs) is avatar being shown on tv good time to poop (laughs) 